0: living my prayer for truth i call in my prayer it is simple and clear it wants me to give and receive love i call in the light to make everything right and show Welcome to the Rewire Your Attachment Style podcast. This is Maya Diamond. I am a love and relationship and erotic blueprint coach, and I'm so excited to speak with this Empower Love graduate who's here with me today, KB. Welcome to the program. So nice to see you again. Really good to see you. So, yeah, I wanted to start with asking this question, which is, When you started the Empower Love program, what were some of the anxious and avoidant and disorganized ways that you were showing up in your dating and relationship life that you knew, maybe you knew or you didn't know needed to change um, in order to create something more secure? So what's funny is before I started the program, I didn't recognize enough about myself that needed to change. I just knew I kept ending up in the same spot. I was like, something's got to give. It's got on the denominator. So, <laughs> or at least I was open to that. So yeah. I definitely um, had a disorganized attachment style. Mm-hmm. So very anxious at certain times and very avoidance. I think I recognized the anxious more. So it was easy for me to see back then, you know, if someone didn't text me every morning, if I didn't hear good morning from them, I'd be like, what changed? If they texted me and it wasn't like, the same energy or something like that, I'd be like, what changed? And then if it was quiet for too long, or I'd be like, the classic, what's wrong? Is something wrong? What's going on? I'd send books. I'd text books. And just so everyone knows, your meaning she would you would text long text messages. Oh yeah, yeah. When people like got anxious, you would text long text messages. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. Yes, not book suggestions. I mean, long messages, just yeah. trying to relay what the issue was, even though I couldn't fully say it because I had kind of I didn't realize yet that I had parts that were emotionally unavailable, and that leads to the disorganized, avoidant part. Right. Um, like looking back. I'm just blown away by the people I was attracted to. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, that was a big component to it. The people I was attracted to who were just distant, um, you know, definitely weren't emotionally available. And then people who were warm and open, I was like, ew, I don't like them. Yeah. (laughs) um, Or even if I did start talking to someone because I was trying to get myself on the right path because I've worked on things for years different ways. And all of a sudden things would be going great and then I'd be like, what happened? They're gone. And I came to realize through some things through, you know, our, our group coaching sessions and going over things like so deeply. I had no idea what things I was doing to kind of poke at people. Yeah. Not subconsciously, but verbally. The things I would say to guard myself. to like want to keep them at a distance. Like I would say, I'd bring up, you know, old boyfriends, or I'd say uh, you know, who was interested in me right now or uh, stupid stuff. So you would kind of unconsciously kind of push them away in these unconscious yeah. ways. And yeah, I think I remember, yeah, just helping you see like, Oh, that kind of communication isn't actually the most effective communication and constructive communication. Right. And then you were able to see it. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. It's a vulnerability part of it probably a vulnerability thing and mm-hmm. I mean I giggle I to myself because I I find myself to be I would say fairly intelligent. I, part of yeah. the reason I do the program is I'm successful yeah. in my career and you know, I'm a mom, my daughter and all yeah. different things. But I when you guys would be helpful and very sweet and lovingly, but help point out some of these things, I was like, Oh wow. <laughs> I had no idea. Um yeah so okay. things you were the common denominator, but you couldn't tell what was actually happening, like what yeah what am i what am i what behaviorally is maybe not working that I'm doing, and then emotionally, what maybe is not working right, and so that's part of the work is really doing helping you see what are the behaviors that might and choices that you're making that might be. You know, influencing your love life in a negative way. And then also emotionally helping you really see like where the areas to grow and heal and really doing that work. I'm wondering, um, yeah, what are the ways that you feel like you are more securely attached? And obviously, nobody is 100% healed or perfect. How did you, what are the ways that you're more secure now than ever before? Oh man, it was so stressful before that. And it's continual work after the program, right? Because you're using what you learned. Yes. Putting that into work. Um but I am able to give people the benefit of the doubt, mm. which is something that was not happening before. So I had a really, you know, from whatever growing up I had, really chaotic. Um, I was always looking for the bottom to drop out. So the difference I see is I'm able to, I didn't understand that, you know, there's the catchphrase or the term emotionally available or unavailable. I didn't realize that that meant with me too and sharing how I felt and yeah. the best way to see if someone's going to be matched for you is by sharing how you feel about things, what your boundaries are, um, which I would never do before mm-hmm. at risk of losing them. And it would come down to small day-to-day stuff until it would get to the part and this is an anxious thing of where I would like protest behavior, like, well, if you don't do this, da, 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 or this or that, and it's like coming out of left field. Um, so I'm able to just say like what my needs are, but say it in a nice way, like, hey, this would be really helpful to me. If I mean the person I'm seeing now, I was everybody's different, and I was like, hey, I own that it's my thing from some things in the past. It's really helpful to me. If I just, like, hear from you, you know, end of the day, wrap up, you're okay. He's also, long well, distance um, at some points, so, mm-hmm. but yeah. still, even if there's some things that are always going to be a need of mine, like, I learned, like, oh, I can ask for that, and they can see if they're matched for that, and if they're not, okay, well. Yes. You know, or forget about it. It'd be texting so much stuff, and, like, why is this an issue, and this and that, and then if they did get close to me, let's say we did get through that, then I'd start blowing them off. Yeah. And I didn't all it felt like. The disorganized, right? Yeah. Like when yeah. you get close, then you would push away. Yeah. Yeah. Where I don't, um, if, when I feel that coming now, because I can feel like that symptom, Yeah. never fully, hey, maybe in like, Years it will after being with someone secure for a while, because I have noticed it's even gotten better just by being with someone who's secure. Yeah. You know, you push at that wall and they're not reactive. Right. But yeah, I guess it's, it's the communication. It's just, it feels safer to do it. (laughs) Um, I don't feel like my world is coming down. If I put it out there and I don't hear what I want to get back because I mean, I did the program little less little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. And I was joking with you right when we first got on here. I was like, I think the program works too well because all I'm saying is no. <laughs> all I'm saying is no. Like this isn't for me. I dated a lot. I got out there. Yeah. Um but it works. Yeah. And so what I'm hearing underneath everything you're saying is that there's a level of trust and safety that has increased in your What we, you know, part of secure attachment is feeling secure in our environment, both inside and outside, right? With disorganized Mm -hmm. attachment, it's the exact opposite. It's feeling super chaotic and unsafe in the environment. And so you're in, there's been an increase of safety and trust. So you don't feel like the bottom is going to drop out all the time. It feels like there's a deeper level of safety and trust in yourself and in your environment. And you're able to communicate your needs and feelings and desires and see how the person shows up and trust you're going to be okay, no matter what. Yes, that's the big part is that no matter what you say, you know what your needs are, but you have to make yourself okay, no matter what, where (laughs) a lot of that work is, yes, it's finding a secure partner. Also, a secure partner, I don't think if someone was secure and stable, would have found me to be the healthiest partner before the program because that was so up and down, you know? Um, but there's you have to learn how to take care of yourself and recognize what's a you thing and what's a them thing. Yes. And the program was really helpful with that. It's helped in not just relationships, it's helped with everything else in parenting and friendships and work things, like, so. So, yeah, so that's huge what you said, which is um, the the ability to... Sounds like also they be able to self soothe self regulate has really increased as a result of the program and also exactly like you became a healthier version of you a more secure version of you which then makes you an even more like desirable candidate right because yeah. we're not you know if we're not as emotionally mature in our relationships then it's harder to. Yeah, have a healthy relationship. So, yeah, you just became more emotionally mature, more regulated and more of a safe partner because you worked on your emotional unavailability, right? Those avoidant parts that were pushing people away unconsciously, that were pushing people away when they got when when they got close. Yeah. Yeah, there's more wholeness and more integration inside your body. Beautiful. What was one of your favorite parts of the program, like the live coaching or the modules or the private secret Facebook group? Was there a particular part that you liked the best? I definitely think I got something out of everything, but it definitely the live coaching
1: is yeah. so helpful.
0: And at first I was like, Well, how helpful is this gonna be? Everybody else goes and maybe I have you know, I have a certain amount of time for me. You learn something from everybody that's in that call. Yeah. Like, unless you're in com- just want to stay in complete denial, which I'm not going to say that in the beginning, you're not like, you know, it It really, it's so helpful because anytime you or Jamie were talking to anybody or anything about it, it's like the first time you're talking about your thing and there's not a component of someone shaming you or telling you just get over it. Or But there's also this cognitive functional part, right? I've done therapy through the years. I have read books. I have talked till the sun comes down and back up again but i needed something fun seriously i needed something functional of someone seeing it and being like hey you know i see this and also keeping accountable is like hey we've taught this you know i'll be like yeah right that's huge that's so so huge so yeah what what she's talking about is the group coaching so when you were which talking about so in the group coaching calls exactly, you're seeing other people getting coached, but you're also getting coached. And so you're getting the benefits of being coached yourself, but also listening to me and Jamie coach all these other people, which allows you to see yourself in the other people, right? But then also to learn so much from seeing us coaching others, because it's all connected to your love life as well. Yeah. Yes, super helpful. And it also helps you pick up on patterns that maybe you always thought were normal about yourself. And be like, hmm, I'm seeing this other person do something that looks a little familiar. Totally. <laughs> it's working for them. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> I don't but, think huh. it's working for me either. Exactly. There's something about awareness where it's like, wow, like there's all these things that are lurk- lurking in our psyche. And we can only see them through almost the mirror of others. And so having that mirror of both me as the coach and Jamie as also your coach, and then also the mirror of all these other women who are sharing about different parts of their dating and love and relationship journey and getting Mm -hmm. focused on that allows you to see what is maybe something that you didn't even realize was something challenging that you also want to work on. Well, I love that there was women in all different stages of it too, because it really does give you hope. It gives you hope from both ends. It gives you hope from seeing people who are almost done, and you're just seeing the peace and resolve they have, uh, whether they found their relationship or not. Just the peace and happiness. And then once you've been in it a while, and you see newcomers, you're like, "Oh wow, look how, look at the changes I've made." Like you know, so yeah, I love that very like circular. Yeah. It really is a process and a journey and there's exactly so much learning on every piece of the journey, but also being able to see people in other parts of the program allows you to see kind of where you're going on the journey. Right? Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. And um, yeah, what does your love life look like now? What's going on in your love life? <laughs> so uh, I was dating for the past uh, for the, about a year. I did a program about a year ago. Yeah. Um, so I was dating and like I joked with you before I had, I kept going on dates and I, you know, I'd met people and I'd be like, oh, it's just not quite right. And sometimes I had like, like them and they just weren't into me. I'm like, okay. It wasn't like as devastating anymore. I was like, okay, well, on to the next, you know, um, right. Which, which wait, wait, happened. wait, wait, wait. Let's highlight that. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. Cause that's huge. So it wasn't devastating anymore when someone said no to -hmm. you, right? That is a huge attachment feeling piece right there. That's huge, 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 huge. It is. You know what? Because I see I have friends that are still in that state and what did I do wrong? Why don't they want me? This and that. And... I do remember Jamie saying one thing that was mind blowing to me. I remember a lot of things, but I'm saying, like, when it sticks out, it's like, you don't have to know everything. You can say, I've seen enough. And um, I was just like, okay, well, I'm not the person for them. That's okay. There was a lot of people that I, you know, I probably maybe went on like a new date every week, like one new date every week. Um, Oh, sorry to interrupt. Just to add exactly. So that piece around, oh, I'm no longer devastated by people saying no to me then allows you to have way more dating resilience because if you're getting rejected and you're getting devastated, then you're exhausted from dating. But if you take it with a grain of salt and you're more secure, obviously, of course, it might hurt, but you're more just like, okay, that's not my person. And there's more of some emotional calm inside, some real deep secure attachment inside knowing that the right person is there for you, then you can move on more quickly to the next person and to someone who is right for you, right? So I just want to say that's a huge piece. And it is a common piece in disorganized and anxious attachment um to feel, you know, really hurt by rejection and someone saying no. And so I just want to highlight this piece. It's really important. It is a huge piece because I think it's very easy and a go-to for most people to be like, what did I do wrong? Especially if you go on a date and it goes well, and then they, you know, don't follow up, don't want anything. And what I learned, it's like you have, and a lot of it's also I learned from the group and just seeing so many different perspectives, you have no idea what's going on with other people. You don't know what stage they're in, what they're doing, what was triggered in them, what have you. So I actually take it as a grace where I'm like, okay. I'm glad that was easier than being in something for five months and I'm trying to drag something out of somebody, you know, uh, which by when I used to just seek out avoidant partners, that's what it was like, a constant push and pull, push and pull. Currently, it does not, yeah. you know, it does not feel like a push and pull. I, I mean, every, everyone's normal in over a year of dating, I would take breaks sometimes, not because I was just so downtrodden, but just like, all right, I'm going to take a little pull off. Because I've been on, you know, three, four, five, six, whatever. I'm going to take a little time just to go hang out with my friends, you know, reinvesting yourself, recharge. So you're not just out there feeling drained. Um, and I met the man that I'm seeing about three months ago and I've just never met or dated, let's say, dated someone like him. And it's so nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he cares. I know this sounds so silly, but it's like he cares how I feel. Mm. He, if I even if I tried to be like, no, you know what, you know, I tried in the beginning sometimes to be like, we don't even talk about this one, so I was trying to sort out what's me or him. And he's like, why don't we talk about it? Mm. And not in a threatening way. Threatening way, not in a hey, I'm trying to talk about this, so I have something to weaponize against you, which was past partners it's just like let's just talk about it. Mm. And sometimes I would, you know, sometimes our our timetables were off because. Uh, Would travel for work, so I tried very hard not to write things rather than talk about face to face. But he's like, I want you to feel okay just telling me when something's up, I would really rather know. And sometimes, like, oh, this is gonna be it. I told him how I feel, and he's gonna be like, Yeah, no, thank you for telling me, I'm really glad you did. And Mm -hmm. here's the answer, and that's that. Mm -hmm. Like, so yes, I would have never recognized him. Even two years ago, had it not been for the program, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have recognized him. It wouldn't have been chaotic enough for me. Mm-hmm. It, I don't know. Yeah, I do know actually. I just know that that's someone that wasn't familiar to me in the past. So, so I wouldn't yeah, given recognized up. him as a good match for you, right. and it sounds like he's really able to show up in a consistent, reliable, and loving way. You feel like you feel calm and like connected and peaceful around about him and around him. And one question is, have you ever experienced this kind of relationship before? No, no, never. I've had friendships. um, And I can say it also helped change my mindset when I was looking this time. I was like, I want it to feel When you described what it should feel like, I'm like, oh, that feels like one of my friends. Oh, it should feel like that, huh? So, no, I haven't. Um, And, you know, there's no guarantees in life. We've been seeing each other three, four months. I would love for him to be the one and, you know, vice versa for both of us. But how much that I've gained and learned of, like, what it should be like to be with a partner like that. And I'll say I always used to fall for the very like it's a catchphrase nowadays, I get it, but I really did go for those love bombing bad boys. Yeah. Right. That I'm was gonna put two words, love bombing bad boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a very good right. That was story. what I for. Yeah. So John was right. not my type. He was quiet, you know, reserved. Um yeah. I'd say just normal. Like he, he'd have hangups too sometimes he'd have some fears he'd have things like that which would probably throw me off in the past but right. really that's another human experience right. rather than someone that's just all in your face and try to impress you all the time and you're the best thing that's ever this and that and da 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 da, da and then they just go cold and that was my life story mm. and so mm. like if i had one word for me him and i it's it's just grown mm. Um, yeah, I went for not my type, and I'm happy about it. Yay. <laughs> That's huge. So, so huge. Let's first of all, go to why if someone's thinking like they're listening to this interview, and they're relating to the things that you're saying, or maybe some at least half of the things you're saying, why do you think what would you say to them in terms of their decision to join the program? I would tell them that from my experience, I always found myself, like I said, to be smart in every other area of my life, analytical, never not been able to figure something out. I do really well in my career. And, um, I've been to plenty of therapy over the years. I've read books. I've done like everything. um, So it's not a determination factor on my end or something. And I just decided to be involved this time. Your program and you and Jamie, specifically the way it's designed, is you get into it. It's not going to always be comfortable. But if you want to heal, sometimes things aren't comfortable. But you're a very safe, loving environment to go through Mm -hmm. those uncomfortable things with. And I just, you guys have a skill level that I hadn't seen before. And I'm a nurse for everyone. I'm a nurse by trade. I've worked psych and worked regular med surge, case management. I'm an operations manager now for a clinical company. And your skill level is there's just an aptitude that I haven't experienced somewhere else. What you would pull out of things. I could tell you a few words about something and you'd be like, oh, I see this, this and this. And I'm like, right. Mm-hmm. You know, so um, that was really, really helpful to me because... I just hadn't been given that before. So I think probably your methodology, but whatever you guys have done in your life, whatever you've studied, whatever you've done, you have that skill level, but it's worth it. It was life changing. I will not say many things in my life have been life changing, but your program was. Mm-hmm. Thank you. So, so wonderful to hear. Thank you so much for that feedback. And yeah, what would you say to a woman who's like, oh, maybe, oh, I'm thinking about it, but... Like maybe I'll do it in the future or like, why would you say if they're kind of like chewing on it and maybe doing it, wanting to do it maybe later, putting it off, like what would you say about that in terms of doing it now versus later? What are your thoughts on that? I would say who wants to wait to be happy until later? Who wants to wait for peace until later? Like the way I feel, because I contemplated that I for sure did. Um, It's so night and day. It's like, sure, you can wait and you're going to struggle. Or at least if it's where the position I was in, like you're looking for something for a reason. And maybe I would get like little pieces, little breadcrumbs of things that would be slightly better and help me a little. But if you could, if you can have a transformation into something where truly like within a year, you're at peace and you're seeing the world in a whole different perspective and just happier, who doesn't, why would you wait? Especially while you're still like still young at any age. Right. Like why wait? Awesome. Yeah. Yes. It's so, so powerful to act on. Well, that is dangerous waiting because I'm like, Oh man, what was my next relationship going to be like? They were not getting better. They're getting more vulnerable. Seriously. I don't, Exactly. By doing the program, you're actually saving yourself from more pain or heartache, more like broken relationships. Exactly. Because they don't get better. You just get desensitized and they get worse and worse until you're ready to like really change something. Right. And you can keep experiencing the same trauma over and over again in romantic relationships until you get support and shift that pattern of whatever that trauma is. And that's One of the things that we really, really specialize in is really shifting these romantic, challenging patterns that keep happening over and over again. My dad once said to me, he's like, none of your exes have anything in common besides that they're all jerks. (laughs) And I was like, I'm not saying I don't have ownership in something, but who I was picking. I was like, yeah, so you want to pick another one of those? And that was an outside observer exactly oh because yeah You're saying that he was an outside observer who's witnessing your life and going whoa something's off here like you deserve mm-hmm. much much more aligned yeah everybody needs a Maya and a Jamie life would be so different yeah thank you so much for joining us on this podcast episode it's been such a pleasure it was such a pleasure and honor to work with you And it's such a pleasure and honor to know you. And I'm just so grateful to that you are open and willing to join us to talk about all the transformation that you have experienced. So thank you so, so much. I'm happy to. I I wish your program could reach everybody. And, uh, it was one of the best things that happened to me. So I always follow along. I still visit the website. I still, once in a while, I'll post a question. still, by the way, like there's an alumni website. So I'll still ask something from time to time here and there. So it's great. I, I didn't want to do it. I'm so glad to talk to you again. Thank you so much. And we will see you all next time. Thank you so much for listening to Rewire Your Attachment Style. This is Maya Diamond. To receive your two free gifts to help you on your journey to lasting love and to start rewiring your attachment style today, go to empowerlove.us forward slash love.